Battleline podcast, really exciting episode to get into um, that we actually just recorded with Alex Hargrove, yeah. uh, Vietnam Navy vet, CB, proud, proud of his service as he should be that I ran into uh, moving here to Connecticut. Um, for the new listeners uh, who are checking this out for the first time, and I'm going to mention this because it happens every time, <laughs> there's a delay and it always sounds like Tonto is stepping over <laughs> me. So I don't know if you want to pause because the audience is probably like, why does this happen every time? But it's just a delay. But my name is Ian Scotto. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Chris Peranto. Tonto. All right. Yeah. And uh, every week on the show, we interview people like special operations, military veterans, the occasional rock star like Jason Rao. And in this case, Vietnam vets like Alex Hargrove. So before we get into that, um, I got to tell you, before I started taking Ned, I had a ton of issues with sleeping, with falling asleep, with getting a good night's sleep, uh, remembering dreams, getting in that deep delta sleep. And that's why uh, I really stand behind their latest sleep supplement, which is their best-selling sleep blend, new and improved, offering an even greater night's sleep. So this new formulation blends CBN, a powerful cannabinoid that promotes sleep, with 750 milligrams of USDA-certified organic CBD from the purest single-source hemp flower extract and organic and wild-crafted botanicals traditionally used for sleep. And unlike a lot of the competition out there, they're not importing craft from China. This is all from right here in Colorado. Uh, the new Sleep Blend actually has 24% more sleep-inducing botanicals by weight than the previous version. So if you've checked out the previous version, you got to check out this, especially if you had success. You're going to like this even greater. Uh, full transparency is always with Ned. They share third-party lab reports, who farms their products, and their extraction process, all right there on the site. They have over 2,000 five-star reviews. They work with medical professionals. So uh, check them out, guys. And this is a great month to do so. It's Ned's birthday month. So if you'd like to give their new and improved sleep blend a try, Battleline listeners get 21% off this month, only this month, with the code Battleline. Uh, that's just for the month of March. It's their best offer of the year. So do it. Visit helloned.com slash Battleline to get access that's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash Battleline to get 21% off. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. This show is also sponsored by BioPro. If you're 35 years or older, you're going to want to check them out. If you currently feel like you're lacking that primal motivation, drive, energy you used to have, if you feel like you want more out of life, and to improve your performance in the gym and the bedroom, here's the deal. Every year after puberty, your growth hormone decreases, sometimes by 50% by the age of 35, and it only keeps going down from there, unfortunately. It doesn't matter how in shape you are, how good your diet is, it's happening to every one of us. So that's where BioPro Plus comes in. BioPro Plus is the first of its kind. It's 100% non-synthetic, and it's alternative to prescription HGH growth hormone treatments. It immediately replaces what your body is no longer getting, and it does it naturally. Without the needles, no side effects, no expensive cost of the typical synthetic growth hormone treatment. So if you want to fix your performance in the gym, bedroom, chronic fatigue, pain, even just how you look in the mirror, you got to check them out. Chris, you've been having yeah. awesome results. And zero side effects. No, no, no side effects, guys. I am your guinea pig when it comes to testing new stuff, uh, new products out there. And 
And this is one that, yeah, I, you know, I took a chance on, I didn't know if it was going to work or not. Uh, um, you know, and, and I'm again on this show. We're bo- we're both against growth hormones and synthetics. Uh, you know, as far as steroids and things, and so uh, you know, I was a little skeptical, but bro, it has been outstanding. It has. I, I am better in the gym, and I'm better in the bedroom <laughs> now because not because I don't have the protein. I didn't get enough nutrients. It's just my body wasn't processing efficiently because of low testosterone. Because I'm older, I'm 51 years old. And this has actually brought everything full circle. We talk about Ned on the show, which is tremendous. We talk about Bubs Naturals on the show, which is tremendous. Well, BioPro now has put it all together where my body is processing things efficiently, where I'm using all those natural supplements that I get from food and from the other supplements that we use to, to, to get stronger, to get uh, recovery, better recovery, and to be better in the, my libido, better in the bedroom. So you guys, BioPro has been tremendous. It, it works and I am seeing the results. And I said, I, my recovery is awesome. I'm able to run and work out every day. And like I said, if you haven't listened to last show, I can actually jump on the trampoline and do flips without my back going out on me because I'm, I've gotten stronger and, and I've got more energy and my joints don't hurt. And that is a testament to BioPro uh, along with our other, other uh, sponsors that we have, Bubs and, and Net. But BioPro is tremendous, guys. You've got to try them check it out. It, it works. It definitely works. And if you have any questions about anything, go on their site and a window will pop up and you can ask them questions and they will be transparent with you. Just ask them and and, and find out what the product is before you start it. And and then once you start it, though, you're, you're going to want to continue it forever. It really are. Yep. Check them out, guys. You need to go to bioproteintech.com. Battleline podcast listeners receive $30 off by using the code Battleline at checkout. While supplies last, once again, bioproteintech.com. $30 off when you use the promo code BATTLELINE at checkout. From Omaha, Nebraska to New York City, from planet Earth to extraterrestrial life in space, a podcast with no equal, engaged in unconventional warfare through your speakers and headphones. This is a show about embracing the suck, conquering your demons, and finding God in the face of adversity. Chris Tonto Peranto. Switch is on. Motherfucker, I'm going to shoot you in the face. Ian Scotto. You know, Ian and I have been dead for a long time. You are now tuned into the Battle Line Podcast. For my first tour in Vietnam. Oh, that's cool. This is the first book. That's and this one here is the second one. That's cool. From uh, my second tour of Vietnam, and uh, I was just showing Ian well, like some. Yeah, of the, open uh, it up. What, what's it? What's inside? Yeah. Okay. Well, this is this is what it looks like. This is what this is what the first book looked okay. like. Okay. Yeah, I can see it really well. And it shows where we were. See, uh, MCB sixty. Yeah. Yep. I can. See, yeah. That's where we were up near the DMZ. Wow. That, that's in, in way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, while I was up there, I was in Dong Ha, I was in the Quezons. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. And that was with the, uh, that's who, during that time, that was with the uh, 3rd Marine Division. 
Yeah, yep. yep. That's yeah. That's all. Man. Uh, so, and then um, and then also you can see how close you were to Lyle. Yeah. So like they had to go to to do some stuff, you know. And uh, during that time, that's why I got my first bronze star because like uh, they had me go in with a uh, with a, a D eight a D eight dozer okay. and to clear land yeah. for the um for the uh, uh for special forces, yeah. you yeah. know, for like uh um what do they call that? Um, well, you're doing fire. You're doing uh, when you did that's that's like kind of pathfinders. Where they used to call it, uh, and it's no longer anymore. I don't know what they call, it, but you're doing pathfinder stuff. You're fire, doing you're doing stuff. Yeah, fire, fire bases well, and, and stuff. Yeah, like where you're that. where you're drop figuring out LZs, and you're doing the big thing. You're doing the yeah. engineer stuff, but doing DZs and LZs. Yeah. Um, when it's smaller on the SF side or infantry side, that's what pathfinders are. But that's on the, yeah. the those are small. That's like doing expedient. LZs and DZs, yeah. you're doing the big base building. That's engineer stuff. That's uh, yeah. well, Chris, yeah. I'll, mm -hmm. I'll keep all this because it's too good. Yeah. So Alex only has like 40 minutes with us. I know yeah. he's got to go to the doctor's after. Yeah. So yeah, let's, I'm let's, gonna let's do it. Let's get it going. Yeah. Let's get right into everything. So okay. yeah, I'm keeping all that though for you guys because it's too good. So <laughs> joining us for the first time on the podcast is Alex Hargrove, Navy Vietnam veteran with multiple deployments, yeah. fought in the Tet Offensive, which took place in 1968. Yeah. I know your health was impacted by Agent and Orange. And yeah. I'll just give I'll give a quick intro to how this happened for the audience <laughs> that we're kind of in the whole studio uh -huh. is that as some of you guys know, I just moved into this building in Connecticut and, you know, I try to say hi to people and I see your background, your car, and also all the stuff you wear with the yeah. Vietnam veteran stuff, yeah. which I know you're proud of that chapter yeah, of, of your life. Yeah. yeah. And we just had, her, and I, I was thinking to myself, we got to get this guy on. <laughs> and Chris knows we had a recent, you know, last minute cancellation. And mm -hmm. as I was driving back from Long Island, yeah. I, I didn't even know Alex's name. I said, if I see this guy again, I got to <laughs> just spark up a conversation, get him on. And sure mm -hmm. enough, like, yeah. here we are. So it's it's an honor yeah, to have you. Yeah, but thank Thanks you. for your service, thank man. You. And, and uh, thank, I, you I know, thank you for your oh, service. No, no, you, you guys, you, I admire you guys. And welcome home. You didn't really get that. We're, where we did, no, we should. You guys and you guys yeah. deserved it. Yeah. You guys were harder than harder than woodpecker lips, brother. You guys were. were <laughs> I mean, it really are. You 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 did, went through a lot of shit. Uh, you, you fought and you didn't have any support here. And I get the politician side of it. Believe me, I, I was yeah. some of the stuff I went through, and we, we Ian can tell you about that offline. But um, how the politicians, it doesn't matter which side you're on, they're going to leave. They leave soldiers and sailors and airmen out to dry a lot and. And you guys were left out, there, but you still you still fought and you did well. I think you guys kicked ass, in my yeah. my opinion. Yeah. And so if that's any consolation, uh, the guys that served after you, we all think you guys tore it up. We, you guys, t t you guys, you guys did awesome. So thank you, brother. You guys hey, are amazing. Thank you. Oh, of thank course. You, thank you. And, and I, I was telling him about um, like uh, when we were going to uh, we were going to training in Camp Lejeune. Yeah. And uh, so we were getting a ride home with some of the guys that lived up our way. You know, some guys live in Massachusetts, sure. Jersey, Connecticut, New York. And so, like, uh, they would tell us before we left Camp Lejeune, they said, listen, don't wear uniform. Yeah, I've heard that a lot. Don't wear, wear, wear your civvies. I, I, I heard okay. that a lot. Especially, like, if you have to meet guys at, at a Penn Station or Grand Central or something like that in New York. They said, do not do not wear your uniform, you know. But, uh, and that's that, that's the bad thing about it. And, you know, and they, they, they gave us a bad rap, man. You well, know, like, we only do... And, you know. when that, and that wasn't, you guys should, I, I don't want to want you, you all and any other your Vietnam veterans are listening out there to think that, that, and I don't think you do, but I, I want you guys to know on the outsider and as a, as a supporter and a fan of the Vietnam veterans, I, I am, 
you know, you, you shouldn't should never feel like you were an outsider or they you didn't have the support. You you didn't have support of some shit bags out there. You dirt bags, you know. You, so what? Who gives a shit? Who wants their support anyway? You got support of guys that would stand next to you and fight with you. And and yeah. and I again, I, that's why I said I admire the hell out of you because you guys yeah. you guys really had to suck it up, and then you had to come home and suck it up even more, which, which made it worse, but you guys still did it. And you did it with a lot of class. You, you really did. You guys were awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You know, and I think about like, um, you know, one thing I didn't like was like, uh, when, um, uh, God, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, are you thinking like Jane Fonda, like that type the, of stuff? Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, this piece with honor, man. Um, uh, I, I, uh, no, I, I think he was, I think he was portrayed in the, in the Forrest Gump movie, the guy that wore the, the flag shirt, the, the, <laughs> wore the flag, he wore that flag shirt all the time. You know, he was, he was a very, very big yeah. Vietnam protester. At the time. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, and the thing about it is like, you know, like, um, uh, you know, still, I think a lot more could have been done, you know, but, but to lose 57,000 yeah. guys, yeah. you know, that's a whole generation, well, I, I, you know, of young men. I, you know that that will lost. No, it, you know? it, it, it and, is. So it's it's tons. And, and yeah. the thing is, I I don't I I my just from a from a historian because I am a historian. I'm yeah maybe I'm a veteran, but I'm not a veteran of that war by, by any means. But studying it and looking at it, it could have been avoided if if I, you know a more aggressive approach would have been brought at the beginning. And, and but I you know sure. when you when we try I, and we didn't learn from Vietnam. We tried to do nation no, building. We, we tried to do. Yeah. It, it, yeah. We try to do it when in our in, in in our wars, my generation's wars with the global war on terror. We did the thing. We did yeah. the same thing. It's like, dude, that shit doesn't work. Look, look, but politicians don't care. They don't give two shits. They just no. You know, I guess they don't care, especially if it's not their kids. Exactly. Fight. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Hey, Alex. Yeah. I, the thing that I'd like to make sure we get in here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you told me actually when we were outside and I mm-hmm. FaceTime Chris. You said. I didn't volunteer. Pretty much none of us volunteered. We all no. got drafted. Got drafted. I, yeah. I would love to yeah. hear the story. Yeah, I would. Out of high school. Yeah. What happened? How did this all come yeah. about? Well, like with me, I, you know, I played football and basketball. Awesome. And so like, uh, yeah. yeah. And so like I had the scholarship of the Boston College. And so uh, I said, well, okay, uh, my, my uh, basketball coach didn't want me to play football. <laughs> so I said, <laughs> I said, no, coach, don't worry about it. I'll be okay. Sure enough, I got hurt playing football. <laughs> sure enough. So, so. So, uh, so, uh, my basketball coach, she was all in my ear, you know, and I said, listen, I, you know, I, 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 I called my mother and father. I said, listen, I'm gonna leave school because I, I'm getting too much flack about, about getting hurt, mm-hmm. you know? And so my father said, well, do what you gotta do. And so I, I said, okay, so I came home. I wasn't even out of school three months and got a draft. Wow. Notice. Hey, wow. Yeah. Yeah. My father, my father said, wow, how stupid is that? <laughs> <laughs> how stupid is that? Yeah, man. And so, and so like I was telling him, I said, um, and when I went up to, to New Haven, I think it was about a hundred and some guys that were went up there for, for physical. Yeah. Up in New That's Haven. where you're like processing and all that goes on. Or like yeah, you're you call meth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And then uh, from there, and then it was like two, three weeks later, uh, we had to go down to the induction center, 34th Street Induction Center down in New York. Wow. And it was like about 300 guys down there. It was what, what did, what did so they like, look like, bro? I, I, because I, I can't even imagine. I mean, I volunteer. I, I'm in a volunteer. My generation was a volunteer, yeah. all volunteer army. Did were guys just yeah. shitting on themselves? Were they just, I mean, deer in a headlights look? Were they pale? Were they mostly? No, I mean, these guys, 
And just some of these guys was just, you know, like they said, well, look, I don't want to go, but if I got to go, I got to sure. go. Okay. You yeah. know, and so that's what it is. And so they say, well, like, you know, like, hey, I don't know anybody in Canada. I have no family. <laughs> I, I'm not a son of a politician. I can't. Yeah, <laughs> man. You know, that kind of thing. And um, and so, like, it was it was ridiculous. Like, you know, they were saying, like, uh, when we were there, because I volunteered for the Navy. Is it? I said, you know what? If I got to go, I want something nice and sweet. <laughs> I Put me out on the water. water and be- you know, yeah, man. I might even get a can out there, man. You know? so, That's funny. So, so, and um, and so um, uh, the um, uh, a lot of guys like uh, one of the Marine Corps, uh, uh, it was a, a lieutenant came up. He said, "Well, listen, I, he said I need sixty good men. Everybody step back." Oh yeah, <laughs> so, nobody, yeah, man. Right? Nobody want to go Marine Corps, <laughs> you know. And so they said every third person step forward. <laughs> so they took every third person. Boom. You're now a Marine. You're going to be a Marine, you know, and that's what that was. And so they marched us to to Penn Station, man. Us who are going to like Great Lakes, sure. yeah, that's going. To, you're still going to Michigan out there, the Great Lakes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Great yeah. Lakes, Illinois, yeah, and it's still there for you know for for <laughs> East Coast, what have you. Yeah. I, I know, yeah, I, yeah man, man, that's and it's still yeah, it's still that's actually I think the main training. I get, I always say, I always say, yeah. I always say. Uh, uh, Michigan. I don't know why I say that, but yeah, it's north north of Chicago uh, of, of there. Yeah, Chicago. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah, it's still that's the only place out there. Uh, what when? What was basic training? I always love to hear these stories because your basic trainings were were a nut busters. I mean, compared to the oh, compared to yeah. the politically correct basic training now, and, the, and, and yeah, how was it? Yeah, but I was up there. I was up there doing them. Uh, I, I um I went up in September. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. And uh, yeah, September. Yeah, it wasn't bad. But uh, October, November was something else, man. You know, it was crazy. It was like uh, snow and, um, you know, and it was as cold oh, as stink, yeah. you know, and what have you, man. And so when I graduated from boot camp, I came home with walking pneumonia. Man. Oh, like a mo- we, we lost one guy who died there with, with pneumonia from boot camp. Wow. wow. And it's crazy. And so, like, you know, like you got these uh, you got these uh, master uh, master at arms go out and make sure everybody's stuff is correct and everything sure. and so like we we did a, a force washing clothes where we had everybody wash their clothes at the same time and then we had had a um had it lined up where we would just pass the clothes down the line and we had guys outside as cold as it was hanging them up you, you know, know? That, 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 yeah, and work. that's what's also about that people realize the teamwork that you're forced to yeah. force to and, and yeah. i know your basketball i played sports through college myself actually i played football in college myself but played basketball uh-huh. and and it, it gives you it gives you a, a a leg up on it but brother the teamwork that you have to have to get things done or everybody feels the pain from the drill yeah. from the drill sergeant and, you, yeah. and people don't realize that you just you do it, and it don't matter who's who's who, who's what. You know, it doesn't make a yeah. difference. You're just trying to work work together, and, and you work. get efficient, yeah. really yeah. efficient. Yeah, I can imagine, man. Yeah, but you know, Steve, what's so so nice about it is like, um, you know, well, after I left there, because matter of fact, what they told me uh, before I graduated they said, well, we have you have two choices: you can become a, a corpsman, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well. or you can join the CBs. And I said, the corpsmen are knocking them off too, but he's no. in Vietnam. I said, man, look, let me go with the CBs, man. What are they doing? He said, oh, construction. I said, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll Let, take little did you know that you're going to be building bases over there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm wondering what was it like then going from that into a combat area? I mean, yeah. for the first time, yeah. young kid. And you were telling me your brother as well, right? Yeah, yeah. My brother, after I did my first tour of Vietnam, uh, my bro- as I was on my way back home, my brother was on his way there. He, matter of fact, he 
he was um he was drafted and so he went into the 101st yeah okay. well, I, yeah the, the, yeah the, 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 you're on the army side the the airborne guys yeah the screaming eagles side so, yeah yeah, yeah 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 and so like uh, i said well you had a nice easy job man you was a door gunner mm-hmm. <laughs> on a huey mm-hmm. you know uh, he was he was a door gunner on a huey okay you know all right so yeah, yeah. so he was cap so he, he was he was he was air cap audience yeah, and mm-hmm. for the audience, as you said, he did come back in one. Yeah, piece, he came back in like one yourself. piece, a, a, a little so, whacked out, but he came yeah, back, you know. So, so what was it like though? That first deployment, yeah, first uh, time being in combat. What's yeah. what's that like? Yeah, well, you know, the I think the first thing you do is like when you go into a, another country, it's the smell. You know what yeah. I'm saying? This said, "Don't just don't just don't smell like home." No, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You know, and that's the first well, thing. And, and you yeah. said you, you came off yeah. that. You, you did you take a one thirty? The whole a C one thirty. The C one thirty all the way, man. We stopped. Oh, I forgot. Uh, it's in the book. We stopped at Guam. We stopped at Wake. Okay. And yep. All these different places. Yep. We we island hopped sure. all the way there. Sure, you're just doing do, yeah. doing hops. And then what happened is like when we got to Wake, so we had a, we had a problem with with the aircraft, and so they said, "Well, say, well, listen, okay, but you guys, we're going to put you guys." Uh, uh, we're going to give you guys liberty for a couple of hours, you know, and the MPs have come out and let you guys know when it's time to come back. We weren't even, we weren't even in, we weren't even in town 45 minutes before it was bar fights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this general said, get their asses back to the damn tarmac. We had to sit on a tarmac until they fixed the oh, paragraph. Wow, you know, yeah, man, you know, but but you know how guys are they going they're going overseas to fight. They don't know what's gonna happen, you know. So they said, Well, listen, this might be the last drunk. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so what's yeah. what's uh because I want to make sure you get into this. I mean mm-hmm. getting into that combat environment. Yeah, yeah what was yeah, that one? Yeah, that was uh that was that was it was kind of strange, you know, because like uh, you know, as soon as we got off, you know, and that's when they start giving us our weapons and stuff like that. And we already had our bedrolls and all our stuff, our sea bags and stuff. And so, like, uh, they showed us where our area was and stuff. And then, you know, they, they started, you know, getting us together exactly which, what our job was, what we we're going to do, you know, and different different guys, like uh, like me being a heavy equipment operator, you know. So, like, all of us, the heavy equipment operators were together, the builders were together, the electricians were together, you know, they, everybody had their own company. You know, their own company was, was separated. And so, uh, and then in between that, you know, being, they said, well, listen, we need five guys to go such and such a church. Sure. We need 10 guys to go here. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So they were separating us. And so like a lot of these guys that, that I went over with, I didn't see them until it was almost time for us to come back wow. to the States. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, because we were all separated. Even though we went there as a unit, yeah. you know, a, a, a battalion and a company and all of that, but they still sent And is that normal? I mean, and I'm not an engineer. I wouldn't a CB or nothing like that, uh-huh. but is that, that's normal since you guys specialize in specific things, heavy equipment or light, yeah. light equipment or, or yeah. demolition or whatever. Is that usually, yeah. and that's what I usually saw, but I guess I'm just trying to get confirmation. Is that what happens? Yeah. Is they just specialize and you get attached to different units that aren't particularly your, your unit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Because I was attached to a, to a, to a, a Marine yep. unit. You're saying, yep. Yeah, and so and this was another Marine unit I was attached to, and they was with the uh, with the um, uh, the Rock Marine. Okay. Yep. Yeah, we were. We were t- matter of fact, I got my first Bronze Star with them. You know, and these guys are crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> these these career these Rock Marines are absolutely. I mean, these guys four or five o'clock in the morning they're doing calisthenics, man. <laughs> 
Who's doing calisthenics <laughs> in a war zone at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning? You know, what's the noise, man? You know, you know, they were right near us, man. It was like, a, I think it had to be about maybe three, 400 of them, you know. But uh, but they were tough guys. No. These guys were tough. Yeah. 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 And they didn't take no prisoners. Well, and know? honestly, there, there, there's, there's empathy that the American people have, but you, they don't realize the empathy – you, you uh-huh. we're Americans. We need to be empathetic and sympathetic. That's one of our strengths, but it's also a weakness yeah. because our enemy uses it against yeah. us. And sometimes you have to turn that, that feeling off because yeah. if you don't, then you're not going to win the fight. Then people are going to get killed. And then, that's, that's right. why I think guys have a hard time coming back. And even myself coming because I am a very nice person. I don't want to hurt anybody, but you but, have yeah. to be able yeah. to turn that off because when somebody's trying to hurt you or kill you, well, you can't have that yeah. feeling, man. And, and see, and the thing about it's like, uh, Steve. Um, it's, it's Chris, by the way. Uh, Chris, no, no, I'm sorry. I, yeah. I, 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 no, no, it's Steve, Chris, same thing. It's, it's good. It's good. <laughs> Chris. But you know what the thing about it is that uh, uh, that all of us came back with a little bit of something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and um, with 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 me and a few of the guys that are with, we have a, a, a PTSD group that we used to meet at, the, at our post every That's Wednesday. Great. Yeah, you know? that's great. And so it was good because, like, we sit down and, you know, we talk about some of the good things yeah. and some of the bad things. You know, sometimes it's good to get it out, especially when you're dealing and when you're with guys who have who done the same thing or went through the same thing that you've gone through. Oh, that's great to say because we try to get people to, to all that out there because there's a lot of guy, guys, there's a lot of men and women out there and that don't want to talk or they can't talk because they feel too. It, it's not it's a, it's a sign of weakness. And we always preach that. No, it's the exact opposite. You need to get that yeah. out somehow, yeah. somehow. So that's great. Yeah. If, if you're comfortable talking about it, I mean, is there something you saw in particular that you feel led to post-traumatic stress all and, years and, later? And brother, brother, I tell you, there, we have a ton of listeners out there that have been through things, have, have seen combat, have seen some atrocious things. So you're, you're within you're within a friendly confines here, man, that people, yeah. people believe me, the listeners out there, especially the young kids that want to join, it's something they need to yeah. hear. So that prepares them for it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I, you know, I, the thing about it is that uh, with the volunteer service, you know, you, I, you know, I tell any young kids. Matter of fact, I have a a, a nephew that just uh, just matter of fact, this is six months in Marine Corps, and so like uh, you know, he was asking me. He says, "Okay," I said, "Well, listen," I said, "Make sure that you you know you you know what you want to do before you go in." You know, just don't go in there blind. You know, I said, if you're gonna go into service, go in to to learn something. You know what I'm saying? Not just to go in there to to learn how to shoot, yeah. you know, or throw a grenade or, or a, a, a 3.5 rocket launcher. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you, I don't think you're going to get too many jobs yeah. when you get out. <laughs> you know, nobody wants to hire him, you know, but not unless you're a mercenary, you know, something like that. <laughs> but, but still, you know, I, 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 said, I told him, I said, man, listen, go in to learn a trade, learn something, man. You know, and, and that's what it is. But uh, I, I hope these young kids now that are going in are going in to learn something. You know, I mean, uh, um, it, it's nice to be uh, be a tough guy. You know, you you want to be a ranger or you want to be, you know, I mean, hey, but that's good. To, you know, yeah. to have, you know, I mean, it's like just like the guys, even when when I was in boot camp, they were trying to get guys who want to go in to, to be a SEAL. Sure. And I said. I said, see, I said, nah, I don't think so. (laughs) And you you gotta have the want to do it. If you don't want to do that, then you're not gonna make it through the trip. You're not gonna make it through it. Yeah, there doesn't matter. Yeah, it's tough training. And I I know some guys that 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 were that were um that were in my company and and um, these are football players, 
and in high school, and they said, "Oh man, shit, that's nothing. That's no trash. All right, I can do this." <laughs> shit, they didn't even last three weeks. You just your mind. <laughs> they didn't yeah. last three weeks. So we uh, washed up. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering though, like from you know that previous question, yeah. if you don't mind, like uh -huh. what do you think it was that led to that? It, was there any like one instance you saw over in Vietnam oh, you still remember man. to this day? Or, yeah, but, if, yeah. And once again, if, and, and bro, and just I, you're on the we're on the same page. I, I've lost, but I, I watched two of my friends get blown up uh, and oh, uh, with with mortars, yeah. and and uh, I see it. So uh, yeah, I, I, don't we're not digging. If you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. But yeah, but I just want you know you are in friendly confines here, and somebody that's myself that is that's seen that before as well. But you know, the thing about it is like, you know, I, especially like the few places that I was in, like, you, like on the, 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 the Loatian, Loatian, however, Loatian, it's tomato, yeah, tomato. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> even, and, and, and Dong Ha, you know, was, which they call the rock pile, which is up on the DMZ, man, we live like mm -hmm. moles up there, man. And they were constantly rocking and watering us up there, man. It was crazy because, like, when when we jumped on a, on a, on a plane in Fubai to fly up to to Dong Ha, you know, the the uh, the load master would say, "Listen, when we get to the base, all we're gonna this plane is not gonna stop. You're gonna have to jump yeah. out of this plane. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Out of this plane. And as we were coming in, yeah, I mean, the rounds was coming through the plane. Yeah." Uh, and we actually we got two guys that got hit on the plane wow. as we were flying into Dong Ha. And so I, and so they you know they all this stuff and then they were back on they were still on the plane. The plane just took we jumped off and the plane just kept going. The C one thirty just they kept do going. the hot hot off loads is what they we we call yeah. we called yeah. it now and then it, you know it's it's it is yeah. it just drops the ramp and you just. You get out of there. That, that's okay. it. Yeah, just get out of there. <laughs> just get out of there. <laughs> yeah, man, it was crazy. But then it, it, when we, and if you looked in some of the places, and they had some C-130s that were blown up and stuff. They they had pushed them off the runway and out of the way, you know, yeah. so it wouldn't interfere with other other planes coming in and stuff like that. But, I mean, it was – as a matter of fact, they were they were, uh, uh, they were were rocketing and mortaring us as we were flying in yeah. to Dong Ha. Yeah. That, that's how bad that shit was, you know. But like I said, man, it's how I said, well, well, how are you gonna work out here, man? You you can't even get outside. Man. Well, yeah. These dudes don't want you to do nothing. I, I, <laughs> you know? I, I that a lot of those bases, man, it was tough with those. From what I understand, those bases always getting mortared and rocketed, and 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 yeah. I, you know, I, I I guess my mindset, and I don't know if yours was the same. Maybe it was, but. When we were getting rocketed, and we did get rock, rocketed a lot in Baghdad when we first got there for uh, the 0304, it just became like, I'm tired of running to the bomb shelter. Screw it. If I'm going to get hit, I'm going to get hit. And that's just how it is. I'm going to, you can't live your life running to the bomb shelter. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, screw it. I'm done. And and I would, I'd be out there running the bomb sirens, the, the air raid sirens. Yeah. Like, screw it. If it hits me, it hits me. It's yeah. one in a million. Um, yeah, I, I know. But the thing about it is that, you know, it's, and it's always, <laughs> It's always when you think you're in a safe place and, is when you when you get it, and that's why you just you know, really? why you just can't live in. I, I said, guys, don't live in fear. You can't. If if if, no. if I'm a, I, I get I get killed outside walking my dog. So you know, what if I get hit by a car? You can what if all day. It's like don't think that. Just we got so many nuts walking <laughs> the streets here. Now, it's ridiculous. Oh man, that's crazy. Uh, but there's more weapons. And that's the thing about it. so many damn weapons in the street here, man. You know, I mean, everybody got a gun. And my 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 wife told me, she says, listen, she says, either your guns go or I go. Oh, that's <laughs> you know, so I said, 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so she told me. I said, well, honey, I said, I guess the gun's going to have to go. <laughs> you know, you know and, and we but, are in Connecticut, which I, I've said to Chris, this is like the least gun-friendly yeah, state. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> man. And they hate guns here. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, this is not a gun state at all. You know, Connecticut? Uh-uh, yeah. No. Well, I, I'm in Kansas, so we're about the opposite. Of, we're about the opposite of you. I'm in the Midwest, and I'm, it's still, it's, I mean, yeah, it, yeah. it's still, it's, I'm in a little bitty town. It's just so relaxing, just chilled out out here. Relaxing. It, it, yeah. Yeah. How many? I, I didn't ask, but how many? How long were you? Was your tour when you were there? Uh, and did you did more than one tour in Vietnam, or is it just the one? I did, I did two tours. My first tour was uh, we went in in um, in '66, and uh, we got out the first of '67, and uh, came back came back um, to. Uh, to, to get more men, to, to regroup and everything like this here. And so um, my same battalion, all of us who were with the battalion, who, who the guys who didn't like, um, um, who, who weren't getting out, who were short timers or what have you, you know, they were, they were let go and, and put into um, uh, different other units that were, you know, getting, re- getting ready to get out. And uh, we brought some new guys in and things like that. And then we had to go back down to Camp Lejeune. Each time we come back to the States, we had to go back for three months of training okay. at Camp Lejeune, okay. you know, so, you know, to get you ready for, for another deployment. Sure. And so, uh, and so uh, I did, they did three months there and then back and then another month and we were back in, in country. Did you have to go back or, or did you volunteer? To yeah, well, cause, cause, cause I didn't volunteer. My unit, yeah, I, was I had, the to unit go had to go back. Because you still yeah, have time on your yeah. contract to finish it. Yeah. Yeah, my contract. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, guys, hope you're enjoying this interview with Alex Hargrove. We certainly enjoyed it. Uh, and, and he really had a blast doing it. He, he told me himself that it was therapeutic coming on. And that it meant a lot to him, and it made his day. So it made made oh, our yeah. sure talk uh, tremendous. Uh, so before yeah, before we get back into that, uh, you hear us talk all the time about Fort Scott Munitions, who also is the greatest merch. I'm wearing my <laughs> Fort Scott <laughs> Shot Show shirt. They had the coolest merch at they Shot did. Show. That's why everybody was checking out their booth. They had great patches for Shot Show. Like they really did. They 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 did what a lot of other companies should have done by putting out exclusive merch for that event. It got people excited. But with that, yeah, they are the manufacturers of patented match grade ammunition for solid copper and brass SCS SBS rod that is designed to tumble upon impact. TUI, it leaves devastating wound channels in soft tissue for faster bleed out and swift incapacitation. In a climate with increasing demand for tactical readiness, Fort Scott Munitions is expanding to deliver unmatched results to the tactical training industry. FSM training offers live fire ranges, modular simulation ranges, 120 silos for repelling and, re- and facilitating for scenario-based training, which we're very excited about. In partnership with Battleline Tactical, FSM's training's grand opening is launching on May 6th to the 7th, via an exclusive copper ticket event. So basically you guys cannot get in here. You can't buy a ticket. <laughs> it's just these guys in the industry who are going to be there. However, they're going to have a contest that is an amazing value that you want to check out because you might have the chance to get trained well, with people uh, like Chris. It, yeah, I'll be there. And so. it's just fun. We have a good time. And if, when you come out, if you get the opportunity to, to come out and meet the guys from Fort Scott Munitions, you'll see they're just normal old Normal guys, man. Uh, Great grew guys. up in grew up yeah. in rural America, and and they really are just generally good people, and, and they want to see people excel, and they want to see people do well because they've done well just by 
being themselves and putting out a tremendous product that always helps. So, um, and, and you're right on the merch, and that's one thing that's that's Ryan Craft over there, and and it's smart is that yeah, specific merch, and there will be specific merch for this golden ticket uh, course as well. So, um, and you got to come hang out with me. You, you will shoot a little bit, we'll get to learn a little bit, and there'll be other people there as well, like Hank Strange, that you can learn from as well. He's yep. a tremendous shooter. So, um, guys, try to get that golden ticket one. If not, though. Go on the FSM website, check out their merch, and, of course, buy their ammunition. It's the best ammunition in America by far. Yeah. So so the way that you would get in on this, basically, and this is an exclusive uh, two-day carbine and pistol course, all-inclusive, uh, close to $4,000 worth of FSM, TUI, ammo, lodging, food, and travel. That's all included. Wow. Order from Fort Scott Munitions from that link right there in the description and you'll have your chance of getting in on this. And then also, if you want to order any merch, just use the promo code BATTLELINE for 15% off all merch at fortscottmunitions.com. Of course, we're also going to let you know about the greatest night vision out there. Really excited, actually, for a couple of weeks. I have to look at the schedule. A couple of weeks from now, we got Justin Sheehan coming on, uh, Navy SEAL. He does great work for Thomas. And yeah, and, and Photonis, there's so many special ops guys who stand behind their stuff. It's the best in the in the industry. So they're the global leader in night vision solutions, providing more high-quality night vision capabilities than anyone. Hunters, shooters, boaters, and outdoor enthusiasts rely on Photonis defense systems to make their adventures safer and more successful. Military, law enforcement, and public safety end users utilize Photonis Defense Solutions to give them the edge at night in tactical situations and rescue operations. Photonis Defense is now offering state-of-the-art night vision systems from the PD-Pro-B 16mm binocular and the PD-Pro-M 16mm monocular to the PD-Pro-Q panoramic night vision system. Customers from all over are excited about these new, smaller, lighter NVGs. You've got to see these things to really experience how much smaller and lighter they are than anything you've used previously. Just go to photonisdefense.com, P-H-O-T-O-N-I-S defense.com for more information or look for Photonis Defense product options from your night vision dealer. I know you guys are enjoying this interview too much, so we're going to get right back into it. Alex Hargrove. That second deployment must have been with this head offensivist. Yeah, know. right. That's, that's my second. That, that was my second deployment. And and the thing about it was like, I said, well, shit, this is going to be great, man. We're going to be down in Red Beach in Da Nang, man. You know, I said, this is nowhere near hostile country. <laughs> sure enough, no. Hey, man, we need a few guys to go up to Fubai, man. And so I'm right back to where I was my first right. tour, you know, back up, in the, uh, back up there in the jungle, man. You know, and so it was crazy. And then all of a sudden, that's when uh, the Tet Offensive broke out, you know, yep, 68. Yep, I know. And so we were there and I said, man, it was it was crazy. It was really wild, man, because we were, we were trying to help the guys out who were in and because we were in Fubai. That was our rear. But way was sure. the city. Yeah, way city. Yeah. And so like uh, and, and the thing about I don't know who this general was. He was talking about they didn't want to destroy way because it was such a beautiful. The, country. Yeah, it was a the, country. the religious historical buildings and stuff. It was. um. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I know the general. I, I studied. I studied a lot of that. I actually way 
way in the Tet Offensive was something that I had a lot of interest in and studying and trying to learn. Yeah. And I, I can't remember, but I do remember that as well. Again, it's our empathy. It's our, and, and our enemies, they don't give a shit. They'll, they, no, they don't give it, a shit, but they were knocking us off left and right. And they, they were, no, they, 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 we were taking they beat, were, well, yeah. Well, for those that don't know it out there, that was a ceasefire that we had an agreement with our enemy, but of course, what did they do? Well, they, they violated that ceasefire. It, again, it's our empathy sure. that, that our enemies use yeah. against us. It's a good strength to have as Americans, but our enemies know that the terrorists would do that all the time too. They used our empathy to attack and, yeah. and, and used it yeah. against us, man. And it, it's, it's yeah. just a fine line that you have to play. Yeah. When, when that, when that happened and you guys, did you guys have to go in after, cause you're being in a CB and, and being working with engineers. Did yeah. what you have to yeah. do? And did you, did you see anything after when you went in? I know you got to clean up and you're going to see. Oh, water. sure. We did because, like, we, first of all, we were supposed to be helping with, like, um, uh, uh, bring, we had, like, I forgot what it was, like a, a canal, and they had, like, these river boats or whatever it is that to sure. bring in, like, uh, bring in equipment, man, you know, like ammunition sure. and stuff like this here and stuff. And so, like, it got so hot, man. They said, the hell with this, man. We got to get some of these guys out of, out of, you know, some of these wounded out of here. You know, and so like anybody who wanted, you know, we volunteered to, to, for stretcher bearers, wow. you know, to go in and bring guys out, get guys out of there, you know, and get them and get them back, you know, and so and so like, uh, you know, it was just crazy, you know, you you you're ducking and dodging. <laughs> incoming and everything else, you know, to, to help get these guys to, you know, to, um, to some, get them some medical help, you know? So like, uh, um, it, those are things that, you know, you don't forget, man, you know, like, uh, you know, I, you know, one guy, I mean, half his head was blown off, man. Yeah. He says, man, cause how am I doing? I said, man, you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right, man. You know, and you know, you don't want to never tell somebody that, you know, don't you don't look good for you. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. Why would you want to tell a guy that, you know, it's not going to make it. That he's gonna make it. Well, and, and, gonna... and that's another strength of of Americans and, and the soldiers and, and airmen and Marines is that we're we always are gonna believe that we're in a fight, even when it's like the worst case scenario. We're not gonna say no, you're gonna die. No, we're no, we're not. It, it, no, no, we're not gonna tell you because we're always in a fight. And I think you yeah. you, you kind of still live that to this day, as far as what Ian and and telling telling me and. And um, and for me, I don't know. You're out walking your dog or something when Ian found you out there. Yeah, yeah. You know, your dog, your dog was off the leash. You were getting somebody but but you know what? The thing about it is that um, I purchased this dog for my wife who passed away. Oh, I'm sorry. To say, I'm sorry to hear that. Sorry. And so um, the thing about it is like she said um, she had triple bypass wow. and everything like this. And so she always said she said, "Honey, I always want a dog. I always want a dog." And I said, "Okay, honey." Uh, I said she was in St. Vincent's Hospital up in, in Bridgeport. And so I said, "Look, don't worry about it. I'm gonna get you a dog." And so I went to um, uh, Puppies of Westport. And I seen this cute little dog, man. I said, well, listen, the, this dog doesn't shed. Enough. I don't want a dog to shed, man. I don't want a cool dog, man. You know, I don't want hair all over my place, man. You know? And so she would say, the lady said, no, no, the dog knows. She doesn't shed or anything. I said, that's beautiful. I said, well, how dog? Jesus, this dog is going to just stay this size, maybe a little bit bigger. I said, great. 10-pound dog. That's what I want. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, so, it's so funny to see yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah. To me, yeah. this badass CV <laughs> Vietnam yeah. veteran, yeah. and you have this tiny little dog. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. like our yeah. friend uh, Drew Dwyer who <laughs> passed away with this tiny uh, little dog. It's such a cute yeah. dog. Wow. Yeah. But, you know, this is, this is the first small dog we are, I've ever had. 
You know, I've always had big dogs. I had Dobies. Yeah. I had a, a, I had a, a Dobin Pitcher. I had um, a Newfoundlander when I was up. I was up in um, uh, Argentia, Newfoundland. Wow. I was wow. up there, you know. Yeah, and I had a Newfoundlander. This dog weighed about 200 beautiful pounds. Beautiful dogs. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, beautiful dogs, man, you know. They slob yeah, all over you. All over. <laughs> yeah, it's going to shed and slob all over you. Yeah, yeah man, it's crazy. Yeah, but this dog here, I'm telling you, man, my, you know, and, and I got to love this dog. My wife was crazy about this dog. You know, and so uh, even to the very end, this dog, where well, I mean, she would just stay on, on you know, my, my wife would tell her, Mommy, look, uh, mommy's not feeling well, you know, don't lay on mommy's stomach. And so she would go down oh, and lay on her feet, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Like she knew exactly what the story was. Uh, did, you know? And even up until late, lately, man, the dog comes in and she looks upstairs to see if her oh, wife is looking, man. you know, or, you know, yeah. Still, so, you know, I guess it takes dogs a while to. Well, they're, they're, about, you know, to, to, to register, yeah, you know. they're smart dogs and dogs feel. I dogs and I think a lot of animals feel. Some guys may agree, disagree with me, but animals feel, especially dogs, especially pets. They, yeah. They, did Did you meet your wife when you were in? Or that's what I wanted to ask. I, I guess get getting. Oh. I know we're, we're we're getting close on time, so I know we're kind of skipping yeah. some stuff. But I I did want to know. Yeah. Did Did you meet your wife when you were in? Were you high school sweethearts, or did you meet her after you were? I mean, how'd that. This was my second, my second okay. wife. My first wife, she passed away of a heart. Oh wow, wow! Yeah. <laughs> this is wife, wife number okay. two. Okay, okay. And so um, uh, we met because um, I, I had I had left like I left Connecticut, and so I had uh, I, went, I moved to New Jersey, and um, I had an air freight business out of Newark, Newark okay. Airport. Wow. And so um, and and so I I met my wife at a at a party. <laughs> And, yeah, and kind of find out she was she was from New York. She was from Brooklyn. Okay, you know, yeah, she was a Trini, Trinidad. Oh, <laughs> yeah, wow. and so like yeah, and so like I, I went. A friend of mine asked me to go to. A, I went to a party, and so that's how I met her, my my wife. And so like I said, man, these dudes is crazy, man. Dude, you talking about some drinking people, man? These Trinis can drink, <laughs> you know. Well, my, he's he's yeah. saying Trini, I, and I want the audience to say Trini. But my wife, she wasn't a, a drinker or nothing like that, but it's just the, you know, her family and sure. friends and everybody, they like the party, you know what sure. I'm saying? And, you know, good natured people that, you know, they enjoyed life, you know? And so that's, that's what life is all about, you know? And so we started dating. And so, um, and so like uh, when, when um, I, I sold, I sold my business in 2000. And so I, I told her we were going together. We started going together for I think it was like um, in ni- uh, nineteen uh, uh, nineteen ninety uh, nine. Okay. And so like we, so we started going together. And so like I told her, I said, "Listen, I'm going back to Connecticut. I'm selling the business. I'm going back to Connecticut." She says, "Well, I'm going where you're going. <laughs> you know, I'm going with you. You know." And so she came here to Connecticut. And so and then her mother, her mother and family, you know, everybody lived in Brooklyn. So I said, "Well, it's not that far." I said, "No." So we jump on a, we I said we get, jump in the car and then we go to Brooklyn. It's you know? close. That's it's right. close. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's about an hour, hour and change. Yeah. You know? Did you move into this place here? Yeah, we, no, we we had another place. We lived on uh, uh, Perry Avenue. Because where we live, I'll tell the audience, it's kind okay. of like a funny place because when I had like furniture delivered, mm-hmm. people are calling me and they're like, they I'm at, find yeah, they're like, I'm at a shopping center. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, we're yeah. above a strip above. mall. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. And like a massage place. <laughs> yeah. So but, but, yeah, but then you go upstairs yeah. and these are nice apartments. apartments. And then the other yeah. funny thing, I won't mm-hmm. give away where we live because uh-huh. he lives right next to me, but like, uh-huh. 
the other funny thing with the mail is our number is 666. Yeah, I, dude, right. I saw yeah. that when you said, I was like, oh my God, that's not a good omen. What yeah. I saw here. My wife, she says, she says, what are you doing? <laughs> I said, wait a minute. I didn't know what the number was until like, I came to see the place. You know what I'm saying? But I love the apartment. So she said, you know what? I love, I like the apartment too. But she said, I hope this is not a no, bad old. I would yeah, bring, a, bring yeah. a priest over and cleanse your damn apartment. Yeah, man. I know it, huh? Yeah. Purify. I know. Oh. <laughs> I want to ask you one last thing because I know, as we said, we're short on time. You got a doctor's appointment. But yeah. I was just thinking about this. You being a Connecticut guy, uh-huh. and we don't get too political here or anything, but I just remember this, and this might be in your mind. Uh-huh. I remember when the senator here, Richard Blumenthal, Blumenthal. ran yeah. ran for Senate, he uh-huh. was out there campaigning saying, I'm yeah, a Vietnam that. veteran. Right. And right. it turned out he wasn't. And he, and he said, well, I'm Vietnam era. You Did know, piss you off. Like, it pissed me off. And, and it pissed off a lot of guys from my post. Too. And and my my Vietnam post. And, and none of these guys, they said, listen, don't even mention his name in this post. You know, what That's I'm what, yeah. you know, and, which is bad because like, why would you say that, you, you know, that you were a, a Vietnam vet and you, you never even had a uniform on? It, you know, it's just, oh, come on. Politicians are, are in my opinion, they're the scum of the earth, man. They they say they yeah. do whatever they need to to, to get elected. And I I, yeah. man, I can't even imagine what the post, I, the post got you guys at the post were going through when he said that. Yeah, it's it really, just it's completely yeah. disrespectful. It, it, you know, and they don't respect us. And they say they do at face value and to get them votes. But it, for the most yeah. part, their, their actions speak otherwise the majority of the time. So I, yeah. I, brother, I, I, I feel you, man. Um, I, I guess I, I, I did have one last thing too. I, you know, we're, we're getting, and again, thank you for, for coming on, man, in short notice, brother. Yeah, thank you. But um, yeah. we, we do have guys that are, men and women we have guys out there that are thinking about joining the military and, yeah. um, uh, I guess any advice you could give them, like you, you did already, hey, find a job, get something you like. But um, yeah, yeah. some of these guys, I, the global war on terror is kind of over for the most part, but I don't see it ever ending. So people may be something, you know, the Ukrainian yeah. stuff. And God forbid we hope right. we don't send troops to that and get involved oh, with that. Please. But what do you tell guys that if they do and they do see something overseas, they go to combat, they leave. Can you give some advice before they leave and then some advice when they come back home? Is there anything, any, any tidbits, golden nuggets of information? I, 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 you know, I would say to like, um, especially guys that, you know, like are going over and they have to have to go over and matter of fact, get into like a a, a situation where it has to be a war zone or something like that. Make sure that, you know, if, if you feel, if you feel like something's not right, get some help. Okay. You know, yeah, seek seek some help, man. You know, talk, you know, get some friends, you know, find a friend, man, that you can confide in. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they can help you and point you into the right direction, you know, to get some that's help. Good. Because that's the worst thing, especially like you hear about all these guys coming back from war and taking their own life. Yeah. Man, you know, which is, you know, which is, which is wrong, man. You know, like you, you, you survive a war zone and then you come back and you take yourself out, you know. And I think that's that's crazy. And the thing about it is, like, you, you should be able to find some help, find somebody that you can f- confide in so that don't happen to you, man. So you don't get into that situation. That's what I like about the PTSD group is because, like, we're all, you know, we, we're talking these things out and we have uh, um, uh, psych doctors that, that we can go to, you know, that the VA set you up with a psych doctor, sure. you know. 
and and uh, you know, like I said, and the thing about it, it don't have to be about drugs. Yeah, you know, it could be something else. Yeah, just you know? just talk. It yeah, could. just just and, and brother, mindset before going over. Uh, mindset before yeah. what 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 would you suggest? And my suggestion is, guys, just just accept it. You're signing up. Accept that it might sure. be there, <clears throat> and then just just then just do, then just hey. Suck it up and and I know, but I don't yeah. suck. But yeah, it's just you gotta go, you gotta yeah. go, no, and just surround yourself with sure. the best people that you can, uh, and, yeah. and just just yeah. hey, I gotta go. This is what, and it sounded like that's what you guys thought. Hey, we gotta go. Yeah, Man, we did. Okay, let's yeah. go do it. But like I said, you know, it's a, it's a different thing being drafted sure. and, and to volunteer. Sure. You know, because volunteering is, it makes it more easier for you to say, well, listen, this, this is what, what I volunteer. Sure, it does. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I completely yeah. agree. Yeah. Yeah, but but uh, but the draft, and I think that's the reason why they they had stopped. The draft. I don't think they'll ever bring the draft back. But it would take a World War Three to do it, and I don't think we need to bring a draft back. You need an all volunteer no. army guys. They need to go and- dedication. We need people who are really dedicated yep. to what they're doing. You know, and that's that's what that that's what that excellent. Is, you know, if somebody says, "Look, you got to go," no man, I don't. I didn't ask to do this, <laughs> you know. You know, somebody volunteered me. Yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> I didn't volunteer. They volunteered me. You know. <laughs> well, you guys are you guys are hard as nails, man, and I appreciate your service again. Welcome home, and all Vietnam vets out there, and tell your guys at your post. You know, Chris says, "Welcome home." The, the Ranger says, "I got a lot of respect for all y'all." So. God bless you, brother, uh, and and, and thank you, you for coming on the show. I, I, thank I, you, thank I, you for having wow, me. You know, hard. I mean, uh, all, all news isn't bad. News. Never. <laughs> we have some good news yeah. too. You know, it made it yeah. convenient too. I kind right. of, yeah. I kind of yeah. cornered you because I'm like, you literally just have to walk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, see, this is this is you're good. Then you're this will be more. This will be our. It's gonna be our regular man. You're gonna. Hey, we, you want to come back on the show for thirty minutes? We got you right there. You're screwed now. Ian lives right next to you, all and right. he will knock on your door and get you on the show. I know. He knows where he, he knows, knows where, where he is. Uh, well, thanks, brother. Thank you so much for coming. Well, thank you very much for having me, guys, and I appreciate yes, this. Yes, sir. You know? And, you know, this this was therapeutic to me also, you know. Anytime you get a chance to talk about things that, that were bad or even good, you know, it, it sort of sort of makes you feel better, you know. It, it really makes my day. And that's one thing, like I said, about like um, like the PTSD groups, man. And like uh, my wife used to say, she says, you know what, you're like a different person when you come back from, from these meetings, man, you know. And you, you know, you're, you're not all, well, you want to be by yourself, yeah. you know, you're all open, you can, you know, she know I, she know I never talk more to her. Sure. You know, I never talk water her because I, you know, I, I, she just know, she always knew that she says that when I felt like I wanted to be by myself and she would let me be by myself. That's a good, that's a good partner. That's a good, that understand, yeah. you understand yeah. each other. Yeah. And that's, yeah. but, but you're right, brother. I, I, being antisocial uh, and being by yourself all the time. I mean, there are times I want to too, but being by always is not good. It's not good. It's not good. You, you, you got to no, find, no. you got to talk this, to, this is therapeutic for me just doing the podcast once a week with Ian, yeah. it does help yeah. me. Very therapeutic. So, man, yeah. awesome to hear. You know, you, usually when we have someone on, we're like, mm-hmm. oh, where could we find you on social media and all that? And, yeah. and I know you don't do all that. But no, if, uh, if there's someone who happens to be listening who's maybe uh, like, I remember this guy. There might yeah. be an old Vietnam guy who... But you know what, Ian? The, the thing about it is like, I have a, like, a, like a lot of group, uh, a lot of the guys that, um, a lot, a lot of, a few guys that, that, 
um, that I was stationed with uh, in, in uh, MCB 62 and, and did a tour, two tours together. Some of them live in Massachusetts. Yeah. Some live in Florida. They're, I mean, they're all over the country. Some that, of these that's guys, what I mean. Man, if anyone happens to be listening, you know what? Here, do, do, do this, brother. Anywhere people track have, down. Give, give a shout out to your to your post, man, to, wherever your VFW yeah. post. I, I like to give, give a shout out to my post here in the uh, in Darien. It's uh, 9633. Guys, you know, if you, if anybody of you guys are listening, man, come by and come and visit awesome. us, man. You know, we're, we're there all the time, man. You know, that's perfect. Yeah, that's come by and see yeah. us. Man. Good deal. Get up. Thank you. So to have you. We really appreciate it. Thank, thank you. Thank, thank you, you again. Thanks, thanks, thanks for brother. This. I appreciate um, it, man. Brother, brother, thank you very much. I enjoyed this, man. Like I said, this, this was great. very therapeutic thank you so for much. me. I really, I appreciate okay. you doing it. So. Thank you. That's all for this episode of the Battle Line Podcast but we'll be back on Monday with more American Straight Talk. Until then, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Battleline Podcast and on Twitter at Battleline Pod. To sign up for future Battleline tactical courses, go to www.christantoparanto.net. Believe in yourself, face all challenges head on, and as always, never, never. quit.